And now we are happy to be joined by a special guest. You can hear his lovely voice every Thursday at 10 p.m. on FX's hit animated comedy, Archer. Please welcome the man behind everybody's favorite mad scientist, Lucky Yates. Lucky, thanks for joining us. Hello. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Other than uh, being excited, as we are as well, that the Cowboys lost uh, last week, oh how you doing? Oh, my God. Uh, uh, so excited. Uh, those jerks. Uh, yeah, I'm, from, I'm from Detroit, and so, you know, Detroit really got screwed over, and it was the refs that screwed up, right? Correct. Uh, but, you know, it didn't do – not that Detroit was really doing all that great, but it would have put us in a position where we could have kicked the field goal if our – Normally, shitty field goal kicker. Is that, is that all right to curse? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you're fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, if our normally <laughs> shitty field goal kicker, you know, actually scored because most of the season he has not been. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I was glad. I was really thinking the Cowboys were going to get their dick pounded into the dirt uh, by Green Bay because <laughs> it's Green Bay. But uh, Rogers, I don't know. Are you guys football guys at all? Am I, am I losing listeners no, left I, and right? Uh, yeah. We actually uh, just finished up a couple weeks ago. I, I, my friend of mine and I, we do a, uh, a fantasy football podcast on the network. So, and Ben's right. a, we're from the Philadelphia area, yeah. so we, we hate the Cowboys. Uh, but Ben's a Panthers fan. I, that's the other thing is like so many on Twitter. So I, I, granted, it wasn't that many. It was just a few of them. But just like the rabid responses I was getting from Cowboys fans, it was just like, <laughs> guys. Nobody fucking likes the Cowboys. Like, <laughs> nobody. There's a, there's a fucking... Everything that's wrong in the country could be summed up with a Dallas Cowboys. Just horrible. <laughs> that is very true. Um, well, let's let's uh, talk a little bit, bit about your show, uh, the show you're on, Archer. Uh, sixth season just started a couple weeks ago. Now, for the few who uh, left, who haven't given Archer a shot for some reason, uh, tell us tell us a little bit about it. And and your uh, character, the voice that you do, Hi. Dr. Uh, well, for those of you who don't know, Archer, uh, it's an animated uh, comedy about a spy agency, a fictitious spy agency that used to be called ISIS, but unfortunately the American media got a hold of that name and <laughs> turned it into something horrible. Of course. Because, you know, the rest of the world calls them ISIL. Plenty of when they call it ISIS. Fuck you, media! Uh, anyway, getting back to the show... Uh, it's, an, it's an animated comedy about a, a spy agency, but it's really a workplace comedy and about the relationships of the, the spies and various employees of, uh, of the agency. And it's, it's Sterling Archer is the world's greatest uh, secret agent, and uh, Lana Kane is his on-again, off-again love, and she is probably the second-best agent there is. Uh, and I play uh, the Q, essentially what would be the Q, if you're a James Bond head, yeah. uh, the guy in the lab who makes crazy uh, weapons and shit like that. And uh, he's, he's a real lunatic. <laughs> he's a mad scientist. He makes clones, and he is a clone himself. He's a genetic clone of Adolf Hitler, which is inspired by the movie Boys from Brazil. No, I never saw that one. That movie. Oh. Classic Gregory okay, Peck and uh, Lawrence Olivier, good stuff. That's, <laughs> that's the whole. That's what Krieger. Krieger. It's about clones. Hitler. Uh, somebody is one, one person hunting them down. Uh, it's great. Great, great, great. It's it's very and and I'll freely admit. I know Adam had said in the intro, people who had never given uh, Archer a shot. 
Um, I will freely admit I was one of those people. It's It's been on my list to check out, and then we got the press screeners, and I started watching, and I'm going all the way back to season one, man, because I'm hooked. Yeah, uh, man, because you started watching in season six, and Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> the great thing about it is it's it serialized, right? The things yeah. that happen stay in the universe. Yeah, uh, right. the, you know, everything has consequences. So things that happened in the very first season, uh, you know, are, are still around in season six. Um, and, you know, we're going strong. So you, there's really the characters that you are that you watched with the season six uh, shows are so different from where they used to be, right? It's, it's great. It's yeah. really, really great. I, and I think one of the things I love about it is I was always a big fan growing up of the television show Get Smart. And it's I it's kind of similar in ways except if Get Smart was like PG thirteen. <laughs> well, and Get Smart he was bungling. Uh, he wasn't good at anything, and that was a, sort of the big joke. Was yeah, that eighty six is a completely bungling agent who somehow always triumphs and, and gets the bad guy, whereas Archer is an amazing secret agent. That works for a shitty spy agent's <laughs> yeah. mother, and it's shitty because of the dysfunction of the employees that are really a family. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really great. It, it, so it is. It, it's it's if you love James Bond or any you know secret agency anything, uh, yeah, you'll you'll love it. Yeah, I'm de- like, I'm definitely a fan now. I'm gonna go all the way back to season one and check it out. And yeah, you you, you should. It's you, you'll love it. You'll love watching, and also just the look of the show. You know, um, oh, yeah. As, you know, as the thing became you know more and more popular, of course, the budget kept going up. But that aside, you know, it started with a very small group of people drawing the show. To now, Floyd County Productions has yeah, I don't know well over 100 employees, 125, 150 employees, you know, like big, giant studio full of young animators from everywhere in the country that have moved to, to work in the studio. It's really great. Yeah, and, and Krieger so didn't the, even the, the talk. Look of the, show, the, the look of the show has evolved, I'm sorry, has evolved throughout, too. Like the season six stuff, they're using a new program called Toon Boom. I don't know the difference between it all. Um, but it, it, it's allowing us to, like, the fights, and the action and stuff is even more amazing than it always has been. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a few years since I watched season one, but didn't Krieger not even uh, talk initially? First few episodes, they didn't even talk, yeah. And yeah. You know, I think Adam, that's what he was thinking, is that there would just be this silent creep that was around doing weird <laughs> things. And then I guess, you know, by the third or fourth episode, he realized, oh, it would be funnier if we send this guy to a dinner party with them and make him say the things we're all worried about him doing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's great. I, and, you know, if anybody threw this show in front of me and said you can play any character you want, just pick one. I would pick Krieger in a heartbeat. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> love getting to play it. I'm so fortunate. Uh, I, I know... Adam shares this with me too, and and it's something I've always wanted to do is kind of do something in the voiceover uh, aspect of entertainment. And I know every project handles it a little differently. I know some of them, uh, you know, uh, I mean, first off, Archer has a a lot of great voice talent. There's, I mean, yourself, Aisha Tyler, Chris Parnell, who was from SNL, uh, Jessica Walter, who I recognized right away from Arrested Development. 
Right. Uh, does the cast all record together, or are you guys in separate no. rooms? You guys no, do it separately. Completely separately. Uh, yeah, going to the booth alone. You know, I'll see Amber at recordings because you know they schedule us right one right after the other. Mm-hmm. So you know, we'll tag team. Uh, <laughs> and I work with Amber uh, every weekend anyway. We're in a, a improv group together uh, called Dad's Garage. And uh, it's more than an improv group. It's a giant theater, actually. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, we completely separate. Uh, you know, some of the cast is in L.A., some of the cast is in New York. Three of us are here uh, in Atlanta. That's where Amber and I live. Uh, and this is where the show is made, too. It's, that's why there's that little made in Georgia stand yeah. at the end of every show. It's made right in the, in the middle of Atlanta. Well, I mean, the writing has to be fantastic then. I mean, because, well, I mean, it is fantastic, but it, the scripting. It's all Adam Reed, man. It's it, all Adam Reed. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too, is we don't really improvise. Uh, the only time we really, anybody ever does any improv is when there's big group reactions to things, and the script will just say, the group reacts to this. Yeah. And then that's when you just, like, say your, you know, create your exclamations. Um, but other than that, you know, unless a joke really is falling flat out loud, because it happens, you know, things look amazing on the page, and then out loud, they're just like, eh, you can't sell it. Uh, you know, so you start bouncing around things there, um, and, but that's really it. You know, every word is from Adam's mind to the page. It's great. Yeah, it works so well yeah. with with everybody being in different places. It all fits so yeah. well together that it's just, it's amazing. Well, and the, the cast, you know, we did a live tour last year, uh, the show called Archer Live, which is hilarious. It was literally us going out and fucking around on stage for 90 <laughs> minutes. Like, it was so, you know, we showed some clips, but it was us screwing around. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but we adore one another. We're all super close and good friends. And, you know, there's no ego or anything within the entire group. Um, and so we love seeing each other. I'm going to Pasadena this weekend. We have our DCA this weekend. And uh, I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait to see all my pals from the show, you know. Yeah. We'll, and- we'll knock around for a couple of days and have a blast. And then it'll be over. <laughs> For anyone who's unfamiliar with the show, by the way, when he says Adam, he's not talking about me. He's talking about Adam Reed, who basically does a little bit of everything on the show: directs, writes, oh. uh, produces, voices Ray. Oh, I thought, I thought, I thought this was Adam Reed. Adam Reed. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have done the interview if you didn't know that, right? I just thought I was talking with the bell. Like Jesus, Adam, why do you ask me all these weird questions? (laughs) You know these things. Um, Well, I mean, like you mentioned, the show's going strong. Season six already renewed for season seven. Season five uh, switched things up a little bit with Vice. Yeah, and I really liked that. I really thought it was cool. Um, I I know some people were a little unsure at first. I wish we kept going. I wish right now we were either running the San Marcos and we were a little government. (laughs) <laughs> or that we were just running a taco restaurant somewhere. I was going to say, because now in season six, it seems like we're somewhat back to normal. See if that's even a possibility on Archer. Right. Uh, right, right, so right. Is it safe to say you think season five turned out really well? Oh, I, I think it's, I mean, every season becomes my favorite season once it's done. <laughs> and I absolutely love season five. I mean, we took giant risks. One of the characters became a country music star. <laughs> we recorded an album. And, you know, it was 
so much fun and just so much fun to it was a fresh a breath of fresh air for everybody to be you know having our characters dealing with other things than the norm you know other than yeah. spy stuff and going and in, in infiltrating whatever uh suddenly you know we were in the middle of this oh my god we're selling drugs and we're you know we gotta <laughs> watch our backs because there's cartels coming up it was just great you know we were we became big victims and you know targets and all kinds of stuff it was a really great season just fantastic again big like characters taking big uh, you just started watching and then you're gonna go to season five or season one i mean but in season five pam who was a big old heavy gal little teeny tiny she gets hooked on coke so you know for a season one of the characters looks completely different well yeah because that was the thing too because when we got the press screeners they sent us uh they sent us season five as well so i started in some of the couple episodes at the end of season five into season six and it was like a completely different completely different thing yeah but now she's back to normal yeah (laughs) and i I hate it Pam, just because I was like, ah, Pam's not right. Pam needs to be no. bigger than life, man. Skinny Pam doesn't work for, for me. I didn't like her. But, I mean, I love that the character was going through it, but I was like, me, you're bad. I want you normal again. Let's get Pam, uh, yeah, let's get Pam some help, guys. <laughs> and like you said, with the show, show being a serial, it, it, uh, the, the jokes not only recur within episodes, but within seasons. And oh, yeah. That's what's so great about it. But, I mean, and, and one of the big question marks at the end of Season 5 was, is Krieger a clone or the real Krieger? Can you right. shed any light as to when we'll find that out this I season? Can, I, you know what? I don't know. Uh, Adam and I, Adam Reed. Adam, <laughs> Adam Reed, the writer and creator of the show. I ask you if I knew. Uh, and I are the only two that actually know which Krieger we have. Not even the executive producers know. There's only two of us that know. <laughs> And uh, it hasn't come to light yet. Uh, okay. We've got two more episodes to record, the big season finale. It's, you know, usually a two-parter, so it'll be like one long, gigantic episode with a cliffhanger. Um, so, yeah, I'm interested to see the, 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 what happens. Is yeah. it going to come out? That, a lot of big stuff happens this, this season as well. I love it. It's great. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if... You guys kept us waiting until uh, the final season, whenever that may be. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> well, th- another or, good part. Or it might be just a thing that just goes away. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, just totally ignored. You know, that happens in shows all the time, too. You're just like, yeah, we're tired of playing with this. It's, it's like a question. It again. It's like a question from Lost. It just never gets answered. Yeah. Oh, God. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah, yeah, don't worry it's, about that. It's like in Friends where his son just disappeared from the show after season, like, two or whatever it was. Right, right. Um, yeah. But another yeah. great part about the show is not only the, the voices that you guys do, but some of the great guests that you guys have been able to get. I mean, uh, Christian Slater, Burt Reynolds, Ron Perlman, even Kenny Loggins with all the Danger Zone uh, yep. references. Can you reveal or do you know any other guests that we might run into this coming season? I know – uh, upcoming uh, episode three has has a guest I star. I know Kumel Kumel Nanjiani plays a character this year. Uh, Rob Hubble or Hubel. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce his last name. I think it's Hubel. Yeah. <laughs> Hubel uh, is playing a, a, a character. Uh, yeah, there's uh, good uh, comedians. Uh, you know. With John and Eugene and, and uh, Kristen Shaw and the you know, we, we, 
we like using uh, our stand-up buddies um, for, to play characters on the show. That guy, uh, Rodney, who used to, again, once upon a time, ran the weapons uh, library that, and, and all the ammunition. He was in charge of all the shit. Uh, is now living on a boat, but he was just a stand-up comedian. We saw warm up for Eugene one time, and loved him, <laughs> so they put him on the show. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> um, well, you know, you had mentioned, and, and we both have mentioned with all the recurring jokes and everything like that, there's also plenty of pop culture references. I know this past episode, episode two, had at least two or three that I picked up on. I'm sure there's more that I missed. Uh, I know there's a Star Wars reference, a Terminator reference. Yep. Are you are yep. you a really big pop culture junkie yourself? Uh, I, yeah, sure. I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm a big nerd, man. I'm a total geek. I'm oh, a you big fit Star well, Wars head. Star Wars and Batman is like it's a, you come into my apartment. That's all that's around. <laughs> oh, these next two. I was going to say these next two years must be. Uh, you must be looking forward to them now with the new Star Wars Dude, and, and I, Batman. I, and I, I was the original. I was ten years old when Star when the original Star Wars came out. I mean, I am the guy that it was. You know, a, a religious experience. Never seen anything like it. Holy shit! What fun! Uh, <laughs> and so my entire life, I've just been a huge nerd about it. So yeah, I think it's an absolute the right hand. Um, of course, you know everybody knows the prequel sucked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the best thing Lucas could have done was, you know, hand over the reins. I, I really admire that guy. Um, as much as people shit talk him, uh, he finally was just like, you know what? Everybody always gets so mad at me when I do anything with this thing. I'm just going to sell it off, do good shit with the money, and because uh, he doesn't need it, and, you know, let the people who care so deeply about it handle it for a while you know because it is it's our mythology now and i'm a big mythology nerd too um so you know it, it's unfortunately like things like twilight have worked their way in but who knows if they'll <laughs> last. Uh, harry potter will last uh things like that are you know the modern day myths of these characters doing extraordinary things and overcoming you know so uh it, it's great it's great yeah did you uh did you I don't know if you saw this. We talked about it last week on our show, but did you see the trailer for the new Star Wars? But it's like a, a fan-made George Lucas director's cut where they add all these like crazy things to it to make it absolutely ridiculous. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's just, like so many stormtroopers everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Dubaks, like yeah, stormtroopers on Dubaks. Yeah, uh, like, <laughs> just adding all the Tie Fighters. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. And I agree, too. I think it's in really good hands with J.J. Abrams. I think he's going to yeah. do a fantastic job. Well, and, like, and he's the thing. He grew up he's around the same age as I am. You know, he grew up absolutely loving it. And, you know, and he's a great filmmaker. I really do love those Star Trek movies. I I, yeah, I do, too. I know yeah, a lot, so. too. But I, I think to reinvigorate a franchise that was the way to do it for the old nerds teaching of it, that other uh, that other show still exists. That reality is a part of this reality, and Spock coming over, you know, just took care of everything for everybody, and still made it fun and cool. You know, uh, I would I will see those movies until they really start sucking. Yeah. <laughs> well, we almost got there with the uh, with the tri- with the original prequel trilogy in Star uh, in Star Wars. Man, yeah. yeah, he did not he do himself. Yeah, he essentially ruined so many things. You know, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just things like my that child. don't need answers. You know what I mean? You don't need to know where 3, 2, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3, 3
He almost did what Michael Bay did to Transformers. It just yeah. ruined it. Well, he just he just made his universe, which was so gigantic. He just folded it in on itself too much. You know what I mean? It was like everything was connected all of a sudden. Was like, well, that doesn't. Come on, man. Leave <laughs> some mystery. Um, well, going back to Archer for a minute, I know it took a couple... Oh, st- all pop, pop culture. Yeah, you asked me a pop culture question. Really <laughs> oh, oh believe that, me. Adam and I could talk pop yeah. culture with you all night. It's just, you know, that's that's one of the things that we're both huge fans of as well. Yeah, um, we told us next we'd talk to you about Archer, though. <laughs> what are you currently... Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, we can talk about Archer all day, but uh, what are you currently nerding about? Um... I myself, I'm a Marvel big, stuff, uh, yeah, a lot of the Marvel stuff. I'm, I'm really anticipating Ant Man after seeing the trailer. Yeah, uh, Judy Greer is in Ant Man. She plays, uh, she's Scott's ex-wife. Oh, okay, yeah, because uh, I know the character yeah. too. So in the trailer, in the trailer, you see Judy's hair and her hands. <laughs> yeah, like, well, the kids, she's laying in bed. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff shot in Atlanta because I know oh, an- it, it's become uh, the Hollywood of the South. I mean, there are there really are it's an issue becoming an issue out in Hollywood. Like crews and everything are moving here. It's a lot cheaper. People are super friendly here, but they're also not so gaga starstruck like. There's been no weird mobs or anything, you know, around shoots and stuff like that. It's just everybody just lets them go and lets them do their thing. And, you know, the stars will show up in weird little dive bars and stuff. And everybody loves that they're there and celebrates them, but isn't, you know, doesn't become a madhouse of weirdness. Yeah, because one, uh, one of the other shows I geek out about, too, was shot down there. That's The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the- totally. Even though they're shooting in L.A. with one now, they're going to start a new series. Yeah, the spinoff I know is going to be shot out in L.A. Yeah. Did so. you uh, Did you see the new Age of Ultron trailer? Uh, yeah, I just saw it yesterday uh, with yeah. the Hulk and uh, Stark and the Hulkbuster. Uh, yeah. Which was really great. Just the fact that you knew it was Hulkbuster um, just proves. As it just the fact that you knew it was Hulkbuster proves that you are a pop culture junkie. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, so it's just great. Uh, that's another one. Joss Whedon is so perfect. Yeah. Uh, to, to handle that property, those properties, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I was really, speaking, going back to Adnan, I was really, really bummed out when, uh, Ed, when Edgar Wright dropped. Up. I was too. Uh, and I, I'm sure it was because they were trying to get it into this Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he wanted, you know, he's been thinking about this movie for so long, he wanted to do his movie, and just, you know, I, I so I was really like, ah, it's just never going to be as good, so it kind of, you know, was <laughs> shitty about it, but it looks amazing, um, yeah, I'm really, really, I mean, Paul Rudd, you can't really go wrong with that guy. Yeah, I, I was sold when, when Paul Rudd was cast as the uh, as Ant-Man, and I was really bummed, too, when Edgar Wright dropped, just because... I'm such a huge fan of his films, you know, from from the Shaun uh, of the Dead uh, and that trilogy to Scott Pilgrim, and he's Scott just... Pilgrim is so perfect, save for Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> it, it really breaks my heart, man. And, you know, I, I don't shit on Michael Sarah. Uh, I think that's a fun, talented, and hilarious dude. But he, he's a very certain thing, you know? You've got to 
get that guy. And, and I've read all the Scott Pilgrims. I'm a huge fan of that uh, series. And Scott Pilgrim's a punk, man. He's not kind of a dowdy wuss like Michael Sarah. Like a mousy, and, yeah. Again, no, yeah, just a little, like, timid. You know, <laughs> Scott Pilgrim's not timid at all. He's just stupid. He's a punk. He's dumb. He makes dumb choices, like all young men. Uh, he's so perfect. And uh, it, the rest of the film is so amazing. Yeah. That was one of those films that I saw the trailer for, and I was very interested, but I didn't know what to expect. And when I saw the movie, on I absolutely paper, loved it. You know, on paper, Sarah fit the bill. He's Canadian. He's you know the same age. He was you know I, I had a look that could be converted, but he just you know as soon as he starts talking, it's like God, <laughs> just not the guy that I read in the comic book. Yeah, and the rest of the whole rest of the universe is. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But Edgar Wright is a genius, man. Fucking genius. Yeah. Um. All right. Get, and I guess we should go. <laughs> we should try and shift glades. Get back to some other oh, stuff. Yeah, sure. But, we'll, have yeah, have sure. On, we'll have to have you on sometime just to literally talk pop culture for like a half hour. Oh yeah, anytime, man. Let me know. Um, oh, yeah, I could, I could talk about this shit all day. Yeah, definitely we could. Maybe, like, closer towards, like, when Age of Avengers or Age of Ultron comes out. We'll get you back on. Yeah. We'll talk about that yeah, for a bit. Great, great, great. Um, but I know it took a couple seasons in Archer, but you you got your name listed in the credits, finally. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and you're, you're listed as Lucky Yates, but Lucky, I know, is really just a nickname, isn't it? Well, it's not a nickname. It's, uh, you know, in the Screen Actors Guild, in the union, there can't be two people with the same name because they're, they're protecting, you know, residuals. They don't want the checks going to the wrong guy and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And so my name's Matt. And I went to go get my union card, and they were like, great, you can't be Matt anymore <laughs> because there is already a Matthew Yates with a card. And I was like, can't I just be Matt? And they were like, nope, you Gotta come up with something else. You know, he's so close to becoming sheriff. You have no idea. <laughs> uh, you know, just because I thought it would be hilarious that when I walked through the room, would be like, hey, sheriff. Like, I don't know. She's the sad chick was really into it, too. She, she was like, I think that's brilliant. There's not another one of those, I can tell you. And But then I called my folks and uh, was like, hey, man, I gotta come up with another name. And I got nothing but sheriff <laughs> and you know go through the family record books see if there's you know see if there's anything that i can use that you know i i can adopt all of a sudden um and they called back and you know giving me a list of just regular common names like john and steven and shit and i'm not just gonna suddenly become john hello john what <laughs> no i'm not what uh but my father who's silent for you know, a good 20 minutes till we go through all these names, just finally opens his yab and says, what about Lucky? And I went, Lucky Ace, that's perfect. That's my name. That's exactly it. And they laughed, and I was like, keep laughing, but that's what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> good job. And I got the extra added bonus of my dad naming me. So, you know, and, uh, and I was living in L.A. at the time. I had gone out there for a year just to check it out. And... Um, out there, man, as soon as you do that, it's such a common thing. Everybody immediately switched over. Everybody. Whoop. <laughs> People that know me for years and years as Matt were just like, hello, Lucky. <laughs> so now everybody everybody calls you Lucky. You don't go by Matt anymore? Yeah, yeah even, even my folks. My dad has just started to. Uh, I, mean, I became Lucky Eights in 1999. 
That's when Matt Yates died. Uh, <laughs> well, he's still uh, out there somewhere, according to the Screen Actors Guild. Women, he was killed by a jealous lover. Uh, <laughs> anyway, in, since 99, and he's only now swallowed his pride. And he's won a Emmy. They <laughs> <laughs> call me lucky. But it's worked uh, out very well. It's a good name, man. It's a really good name. and I, I love it. I love it more than my original name. I should just have it changed, but... So much paperwork. <laughs> yeah, sheriff, and, and, sheriff really would have been great. I'm, yeah, I sheriff. just keep thinking about sheriff. that. <laughs> sheriff, yeah, you're dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> yeah, it would have made me laugh every time. Every time, but I'm every... sure I would have regretted it. You know, I've never once regretted my I'm sure I would have. And my, I have a dog. Uh, his name is Abe. And so when we when we're together and we meet, like you know, other dog owners love to meet other dogs. Yeah. Uh, and if it gets as far as names, man, it throws them for a loop. <laughs> the dog is named Abe, and I'm named Lucky. And they're just like, what? <laughs> well, you had uh, you had mentioned uh, earlier that you and Amber do Amber Nash do some improv, and just an observation: you and Amber Nash are the only two in the opening credits who don't use that little bouncing dot bullet, whatever it is, in your actual name. Everybody else has like an I. Or a J or something that uses it in YouTube. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I never noticed that before. Well, it's all just now you won't stop my eyeballs off my name. Actually, now you won't I stop I like watching Krieger chase it. Krieger chases it, which I think is fun. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah, once I noticed it, I couldn't stop. It was like when you see the arrow in the FedEx, it just doesn't go away after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, A to Z is the yeah. <laughs> well, But, yeah, like um, you said, you guys have been doing uh, improv. How long have you personally done improv? Uh, I started back in 1997. That's when I joined Dad's uh, Garage. And it was the summer I tried improv for the first time, and then they just started tossing me out on stage. And Back in the match. Amber wasn't that far behind. It was somewhere in 2000 or something like that that Amber jumped in. Do they uh, do they let you do any improv on Archer at all? Uh, no, like I said earlier, there's never any real reason to that yeah. the group reacts to. Okay. Uh, did you ever think of maybe, uh, you know, with uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway coming back and Aisha Tyler, one of your co-stars, being the host of uh, Whose uh, Line We know it? those guys, uh, you know, because of Aisha and Colin Mockery comes and plays with us a lot, uh, actually. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, right on. Keep going, guys. <laughs> I don't need to be on TV. I'm already on TV. You know what I mean? I don't need to be on TV. Bro, that's fine. I'm up here in front of an audience. Yeah. Uh, you know, would I guest on that show? Absolutely. But, you know, start a letter writing campaign. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not uh, you know, I'm happy. <laughs> um, this is all I've ever wanted. So, you know, I'm good. I, I know you've been doing the, the convention circuits now, too, uh, with Archer and, and the cast. Yeah. Uh, how long have you guys been doing the been doing the conventions with Archer uh, since uh, it's been on? I did a ton of them last year uh and it was just it's just pretty much amber and i but, but you know we go and we'll do an improv show and you know we're more than happy to do it we live here in atlanta and we're not always in a movie or on television or something like that so we have the time uh but you know as soon as any of us get busy or whatever that you know that'll probably nip at least the show thing in the bud but yeah during the cons was great man i love it i love going what did you think your first time going? The Polycons are a riot. Yeah. What, what did you think your first time going? Because I know they can be a little crazy sometimes. Yeah. Uh, well, no, dude. I, 
Dragon Con is here in Atlanta. Uh, and I've been going to that since I've lived here. And so, you know, I've seen the con from the nerd point of view a, a thousand times. Yeah. And then it's just suddenly found myself on the other end of it, you know, so. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Because cool. I know exactly what the dudes on the other side of the table are going through. So, you know, I'm like, Dave and I are the most approachable people on the planet. Because we're not like, well, it's whatever. We, yeah, we play these characters, but. Yeah. Were you going to the conventions a lot before you started doing Archer then? Knowing for what it's like uh, from the other side? I was just Dragon Con because it was here. You know, my goal, my dream was always to get to Comic Con. Yeah. Uh, and finally that started happening. Like I said, like, I've, I've hit all my, I've hit everything I've wanted. Popular cartoon character? <laughs> check. Playing mad scientist? Check. <laughs> uh, panel at Comic Con? Check. Okay. I yeah, know, we. What do I do now? I'm doing the talking doll of Krieger, like, doll, <laughs> like okay. Uh, oh, yes, I'm gonna go to mechanic stool. <laughs> yeah, we got to we got to do our first uh, con this year. We went to Philly uh, Wizard World Comic Con, and I gotta tell you, it was um, not ever being to one. I wasn't exactly sure what to expect, and you know, obviously, we said you're a big pop culture junkie as well. The costumes there are both. Um, all over the place, and some of them are really detailed and very, like, Dude, the really work good. that people put into their costumes is mind-boggling. And most of those people, you know, they work, like, full-time jobs and have lives and shit like that, but they also build these unbelievable costumes. It's like, <laughs> Jesus, man. It's amazing. It's amazing. Like, and Dragon Con is a huge costume con. It's big fan base, you know, like, Things like Con the San Diego Comic Con are very, it's like a trade show that the public is invited to. Because there's so much, you know, TV and film and all that kind of shit. Right. Yeah. Uh, whereas Dragon Con, it's fans just coming and hanging out with each other, and then there are panels with, you know, goofballs. You know, they, you know like all the stars' panels are nothing like, uh, you know, like Comic Con or anything like that. They're not so giant and structured and everything. It's, it's super loose. So, if people flock to it, they go much more insane costume-wise because that's really what it's all about. Yeah. It's fan celebrating fanhood. We should try and uh, we should try at some point to see if we can get you and Amber up here for uh, for Philly Comic Con because that would yeah, just I be. Love it. I love it. Love Philadelphia. Uh, love it. Love it. Love it. I love how uh, we we did an Archer live there once, and it was like our third or fourth show. It was very early thing, uh, and. We uh, there was, we opened the show with a gag that so I, I went out and I would do like ten minutes of just warming up the crowd and, and everybody was explaining the show and then I would introduce all of the rest of the cast one by one and then when we finally introduced John he was backstage on a microphone and every city we were in we hired we tried to hire we never we never succeeded. We tried to hire an actor that kind of looks like Archer, and he was, we made him wear like the black tactile neck, and he was to come out and just mouth the words while John was backstage talking, so it looked like Sterling Archer was there, and really brilliant, and you know people loved it, but in Philly, we got food like immediately, you know, and it was great because. Like me and Amber and Aisha, you know, all the stand-ups and stuff like that, and comedians, you know, live theater comedians knew, oh, this is 
fucking brilliant. They hate it, but they love hating it. Uh, other, other, you know, other, other, everybody else, including our uh, executive producer, who was also, once he came out on the stage, he took over the running of the show. Uh, it's true, man. He thought he hated us, and we're just like, he was so, he was a nervous wreck the rest of the show. Because he's just like, oh my God, they're doing this, they're doing this, this is not going well, this is a disaster. This is a disaster, we made a horrible mistake. But no, no, that was it was silly. That's great. Yeah, we'd love to get you up here sometime. We'd love to meet you in person. Yeah, right you know. Yeah, I love it. Um, I know we're getting close to the end of the interview, but um, I wanted to bring up uh, the fact that I saw on um, you know looking back into some of the stuff that you've done. I know Good Eats hasn't made any new episodes in a couple years. I uh, know that show is long, uh, long in the grave. Yeah, uh, man, that was fun. That was fun, fun, fun. I love doing that show. I love to work with Alvin again, but you know now he's. Super duper busy, he's hosting every other show on the Food Network, and you know, does all those game shows, and he's writing for magazines and all that kind of stuff. He's a busy man. I wouldn't be surprised if he just moved out to LA at some point to, to make it easier. I haven't seen him at all last year, and he and I are buddies. Yeah. Um, we get together, you know, and have lunch here and there or something just to catch up. Uh, and we always stay in touch, you know. Wise and stuff like that. He's been so. I barely even heard from him last year because it's just so busy. And he did a tour. I did uh, some puppet stuff. Uh, filmed some puppet stuff for his tour. He did that all last year and a little bit this year too. So, busy guy. You think you'd still be doing some episodes if they were still making new ones? If they were still doing them, oh, I would absolutely do them. We shot them here in Atlanta, uh, and they were a blast. Yeah, well, it's so much fun to do that show. So much fun. Yeah. All right, well, uh, we're definitely, uh, like I said, I'm hooked on Archer now. You've, it's converted me. I'm definitely a fan right. now. I'm going to go back and rewatch them all. And it's funny now because with, the, F, with the, um, the press screeners that we have, not only can I get caught up, but I can now actually get ahead of, every, yeah, <laughs> of everybody yeah. else. The thing is, too, it's a, it's a smart it show. And that's what, you know, there's a lot of dick jokes and a lot of <laughs> <shit> <laughs> jokes, But ultimately, it's a super super smart show and that's what really hooks people i think you know yeah. it's not just another dumb you know action comedy full of fart jokes uh it's really really smart yeah oh definitely is i mean it had me and it's just some of the just some of the little jokes are the ones that got me laughing the most it's yeah you know yeah, yeah, it's yeah. absolutely there isn't an episode that goes by that i'm usually not googling something to figure out what the hell they're talking about <laughs> yeah i actually have to jokes, do that a lot of jokes run deep man and you're just like i don't even know what that means oh my god look at how brilliant that joke is. <laughs> you know, it's great it's great for you to have to have work with the punchline somehow yeah uh, well, Archer airs on Thursdays on FX, 10 p.m., uh, and we definitely want to get everybody who hasn't checked it out already to go ahead and check it out, because I'm telling you, yeah, you're, you're going to love it. Yeah, no see, reason to not watch it if it's on the Netflix. Yeah, so. seasons one through four, I know, as of right now, are, are up on Netflix. Um, yeah, and season five is on the DVD Blu-rays, uh, so it'll be on Netflix soon. Yeah. Definitely. Um, your Twitter handle, at Lucky Yates. So we want to encourage everybody to go there, yeah. follow you as well. Yes, both Ys are involved. L-U-C-K-Y-Y-A-T-E-S. And uh, actually, right uh, Krieger's Twitter feed, too. Uh, if you want to follow Krieger. Oh, uh, Krieger has his own Twitter, Twitter feed. It's uh, at Krieger Signals. Um, and it's Krieger, K-R-I-E-G-E-R, Signals. You uh, tweet for that, too, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I'm the one that writes the tweets. And Amber writes uh, Pam Poobie's tweets. 
and Pam is at Pam's Gossip Train. <laughs> and that's all coming out of Am and Ash. Uh, uh, so that's, that's, that, that's sort of where we get to improvise and cook up little lives for our characters outside of the show when we're writing Twitter. Because uh, Pam has an amazing life. Krieger runs a lot of things down in the sewers. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, we have to turn everything in. Everything has to be approved. So it's all... It's all part of the world, of the canon, I guess. Of the Archer unit of the Archer universe. Well, now, yeah. uh, now at NXT Level Radio follows all of those. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, Amber, Amber C. Nash. Amber is Amber C. Nash. She's funny. Awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely going to follow them on my personal. Yeah, I think we account, actually so. might get a chance to talk to her in the coming weeks. Yeah, yeah, you should. I'll tell. I'll, I'll tell her it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Put in a good word. Yeah, yeah, I totally will. Yeah, so. great. Uh, well, Lucky, this was a lot of fun, man. This was, uh, we'll definitely yeah. have you back on in the future to just talk some pop yeah, culture yeah, stuff. I would love it. Anytime, guys. So, uh, all right. Thanks for joining us tonight, man. You 